The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please, listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Night Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Get away from her, you bitch! Welcome to this week's episode of the Sisters Grim Podcast. I'm Morgan. And I'm Holly. And we are the Freeburg Sisters, and this is our podcast. If you've never listened to it before, welcome. If this is your first episode, strap on. I mean in. Strap a strap on on, and then strap in. Strap into a strap on. <laughs> yes. So, this is Have Yourself a Scary Little Christmas because this episode was originally supposed to be Christmas-themed. Yeah. But um, due to time constraints and procrastination. You know how the holidays can be crazy? Yeah, you know how, like, shit goes down? Shit went down, kind of. Um, shit And by shit, down. I mean, like, we were tired. So it's yeah. kind of more of, like, a winter solstice. Yeah, it's like a it's like a this time of year creepiness, yeah, like if win- you will. Yeah, like winter holidays, because not everyone we li- that are, not all of our listeners believe in white Jesus. I don't even believe in my right? Jesus. Oh my God, remember how white that Jesus was in the, tivi- the-, the nativity yesterday scene at Grandma's was- old folks' home? Yeah. It- obviously, this will be coming out later, but yesterday was Christmas. Yeah, today is the day after. And we went to go vape outside and found the whitest Jesus. It was yeah, great. Yeah, it, it was a cool... It was. It's What's scary right now, like American Horror Story, it's four degrees outside. Yeah, American Horror Story, holy fuck, it's cold in Chicago. American Horror Story, living by the lake in Chicago in the winter. My apartment is freezing. Samsies. I realized lately that it's, like, a really big trend now for specials to come out on the anniversary of when, like... Of when they happened originally. Yes. Uh, kind of like the OJ documentary and that whole Menendez Brothers mm-hmm, stuff they mm-hmm. did. And now there's... Because gonna... that all happened in, like, 97? Yeah. Actually, though, now that I'm reading this, this definitely isn't the anniversary, but it's in the same vein of that. Okay. Uh, they're doing a Waco, Texas, um, on ABC, a two-hour uh, kind of, like, documentary thing about... It's called Truth and Lies uh, in Waco, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> we are not sponsored by them. But uh, no. tune in to your local ABC channel on January 4th at 9 o'clock. Because we know you o- guys are into that kind of stuff. 8 o'clock Central. 6 o'clock Pacific? No clue. I don't even know what ours is. We're Central. We're Central? Yeah. Thank you. I've never known. I've never known. <laughs> um, there's also a Scott Peterson the dude that would be interesting. Fucking killed his wife. Yeah, the, this is already out. We were like literally talking about him the other night when we were laying in bed, like talking about uh, husbands who kill their wives. Uh, oh, it was because I was telling you about the staircase, and his name's Michael Peterson, and you're like, wait, is that the guy who killed his wife while she was pregnant? And I was like, no, it's the guy. Who, like, no, I thought he was the one that killed his wife while they were scuba diving, but that was oh, a totally other different. Yeah, thing. Yeah, that was a different thing. Yeah. 
Yikes. But guys. Um, anyways, we're probably going to do a special on that. Yeah. On, like, husbands who kill. Yeah, like spouses. Deadly spouses. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Scott Peterson documentary, it's already out. It's on Investigation uh, Discovery. And cool. I literally found out so much stuff for this podcast on, like, in the cab ride from my apartment. Cab ride. Cab ride to, from my apartment to the train station because it was so fucking snowy on Christmas Eve, I could not drive to Indiana. So I had to yeah, take the... Yeah, she had to take the train through Gary, which is, like, the Myrtle cap, murder capital the Myrtle, of America. The Myrtle Beach capital of America. It's the murder capital of America. I, and you fucking took the train through there. I am... Holly's a badass. I mean, I was literally, I was, oh, another recommendation. Everybody listen to the podcast Dirty John. Holy fuck. Yeah, good. So good. And it ends. You think I'd like it? You would love it. Yeah. You, well, actually. Text it to me. Because uh, I told you it was like, who did I marry? Or like, like that right. kind of person, like that kind of thing. Is it kind of like, um, like one of the, what's that one podcast? The really famous. Uh, Serial? Yeah. Is it kind of like that? Um, it's produced well like that, but it's not the same thing. Okay, but it's not like us where we just sit around here and like bullshit and laugh. Oh no 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 no! It's like one dude and he writes for the like cool. some Los Angeles. He has his shit together. He doesn't say um. He is you know, he is what he is. Right. Um. Also, yesterday I found out that I used to take all of the clothes off of my Barbies and hang them from their oh, feet yeah. from the doorknobs. And our mom, mom told us that on Christmas. Yeah, and she said that on several occasions she told people that she thought I was going to be a serial killer. <laughs> but then I was thinking, I mean, you looked like one. Well, I also I also had a principal because I was suspended at the age of three for leading a. For starting mass hysteria oh, yeah, amongst about a group that on here before I think no that's my stand up well if I even if I did so anyway no oh. yeah I had a principal basically tell my mom that I was going to be a cult leader so Whatever. it's a compliment it's, yeah it's not out of the realm of possibility of possibility but um when I was little was when all the BTK stuff was happening oh really so yeah like how little um I when mean I was like happen? three or four oh, and he shit. was from like the seventies to literally like the two thousands. Um, and so, I mean, like I said, I could have caught something on the news that showed, cause he would like hang his, vic- like he yeah. liked hanging his victims. So anyways. Oh, so you think that's why you were hanging the dolls upside down? I really hope not. I, I mean, don't think so. Holly. I'm okay now. I don't know what, I don't want to, I'll go to, the, I'll talk to a therapist about you that. You also would like flush my, you would like take the heads off of Barbie's I really liked Cause I remember I got that one Barbie that like pissed. <laughs> if you like made her drink, she'd like Ew. pee, and it was like, "Why is this a thing?" And you like took its head off. Cause oh my god! Me. I mean, we're on tangent, but baby alive. I remember one of my friends got that, and you—that's when you could feed it, and it would poop out wax. Ew! And so what? we just fed it, and we wax. We fed it like brown went, wax. No, like it was weird. So what's the point if it doesn't look like poop? It's well, nothing. What Exciting. we did was fed it and then just stared at its ass for like and wait till it. You know how poops. many kids probably did that? Lots. Do you know Every how many person you know many, who has that doll? You know how many weird fetishes that probably created for people? Yeah, that was like a weird time. <laughs> that is a weird thing. That was when you could buy a don't get your doll kids that. that. Your they don't size. need to know that people piss and poop. They know it already from their own bodies. You don't need to watch a butthole poop if you're into that. That's cool. <laughs> you don't need to do it as a child for like play time no hitler was really into watching girls poop anywho Hmm. would you like to start out with some uh maybe we can do like a halloween movie and then halloween 
<laughs> Horror Christmas movies. Happy is what Halloween. Means. Happy Halloween. Um, so I just want to talk about a few of my favies for around this time that are kind of creepy. Um, I really, really like the movie P2. Oh, me too. P2. That's a cool one. It came out in 2007. Um, it's Wes Bentley, who I'm a personal fan of because he's so gorge, real pretty. And um, I, I, love, for, I uh, don't remember the girl's name. Uh, Megan, if I had to take a wild stab I in don't, the dark. No, and I don't want to like say without actually knowing, but it's a really it's cool Megan. movie. I don't want to give too much away about it, but uh it takes place on Christmas and it's cool and fucked up and weird and very like a movie of that time of like the yeah. early two thousands when people were just trying to make shit. Yeah, it's like a girl. She it's after a Christmas party. No, don't like I don't want anyone to like just go watch it if you've never seen it. Okay, well, spoiler alert, there is amazing, unamazing part. With Wes Bentley dancing to Blue Christmas by yeah. Elvis, and it is iconic. Yeah, that's not that's not like a spoiler. No. That's just like... Brutal. So, should we talk about <clears throat> the movie Jack Frost? Ugh. Okay, not the Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. Not the one that came out in 1998. The one that came out in 1997. Although, that movie is great, because the tagline is, Snow Dad is better than No Dad. <laughs> That's the the one tagline. Yeah, because his dad turns into a goddamn snowman. Yeah, that's weird. It's like that's scary. But uh, yeah, no, the one there's a lot of bad puns in Jack Frost. The the bad the horror one. The really bad one. Oh my god! I literally today was trying to watch it, and it was Maria and I, and we were like. What? First of all, I found a YouTube version of it that was like off of someone's like VHS tape, so it was terrible. And there were previews. Oh God! For other horrible, like scary movies. Was it that hard to find? No, I just it was so easy. I just typed in Jack Frost nineteen ninety seven, and it popped right up on YouTube. And you just but this was like what they version? had. Oh okay. okay. And I was like sure. Um, but just some of the, the, the acting is so bad. And I mean, the opening scene is just like, the it's just thing. like stock footage of like a Christmas tree with people's names and some weird guy telling this girl with the most annoying verse I've ever heard. <laughs> She's like, Bing! I can't even like recreate it, but it is like only dogs can hear it. <clears throat> the best death in that movie though is where uh, spoiler alert Shannon yeah, we can spoil this one. It's yeah, horrible. Th- Don't it's watch so this. Bad. Um, watch P2. It's good. L- no, but literally, you can ju- just Google um, Shannon Elizabeth Jack Frost Carrot. And uh, <laughs> and you can pretty much get what's coming. <laughs> you, you know. Uh, well, I don't know. Did you, gu- did you guess what was going to happen? No. So she's taking a bubble bath, and the yeah, water what? is... This all- is, like, number one worst fear, because I take... A lot of baths. Wait, your worst fear is for you to be taking a bath and then all of a sudden it turns into a snowman who fucks you to death with his... Carrot dick. Oh, that carrot dick. That sounds awful. He takes the carrot off of his nose and puts it where his dick should be. Well, this is like assumed. You don't actually see him do it. Well, and then she has like blood coming out of her mouth, so we just assume she died. I'm like, did she come? It's like actually like did she die or do you think she bleeds from the mouth when she comes like that's cool. All I know is that when I was a kid, I remember um, one of my favorite things to do was like go to like movie stores and like look at the back of like movies. Yeah, we've do- we've definitely yeah. talked about this. In, like, and for this one, I remember I turned it around and I was like, so it seems like this is like a rapist, uh, snowman. Um. Yeah. No. That carrot sex was a hundred percent non consensual. It didn't seem like it. She was not into it. So always let's, give consent. 
always give consent. So let's maybe switch over to a couple little... Um, Murdies. Oh, wait, I have more movies. You have some more movies? Okay. Black Christmas. Well, no, I was going to say we could go back and forth, but... Oh, I mean, Black about... Christmas is kind of it. Like, I don't really have a ton more. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't want to talk about all the really shitty ones. I didn't really even really want to talk about Jack Frost. I, but for I me, do. personally, Did. around this time, because I like to get creepy and watch horror movies all year round, those are the ones I watch. Black Christmas, the remake, and the original, obviously. The remix to Ignition. <laughs> The remix to Ignition. Hot and Fresh Out. The remake is actually really good. Hot and Fresh Out the Kitchen actually works really well with black... No, black black Christmas. Oh, yeah. Gross. That's the grossest part. It's more like... I don't want to talk about Cannibalism's gross. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, let's get into some murders. Are you really not going to discuss the movie? Do you really think that they're that precious that people... What? <laughs> that you can't have them spoil? We, I mean, we should talk about, like, a, a Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, a Nightmare Before Christmas is, like, classic. But for me... No, you're right. That's a Christmas movie. No, that... It's a hundred... It's the I Nightmare... more of a Halloween. It's Halloween and it's Christmas. That's why it's perfect. Try... It's like a Thanksgiving movie because it's right in the middle. And it's a little bit of Easter. Yeah. For a sack. For a sec. When those dum-dums don't know, forget what Santa Claus looks like, and they, like, totally fucking ruin Santa Claus. Also, not a movie, but a TV show in uh, the TV show Futurama, which I talk about a lot, I know. You love Futurama. But in the future, Santa Claus is evil. Like, they created a robot um, that could, like, di- like tell between good and naughty, and but it got, like, on the fritz, and so it just marks everyone as naughty, and so now, like, oh. when it's Christmas, like, everyone... Like freaks out and like go like goes into their panic rooms basically, but cool. there's a couple different. I've always episodes wanted of a there. panic room. I've will I not buy a house without one. That one of the bathrooms in our house was, was a, a panic, panic room. room. <laughs> they'd be like, "How?" And I'd be like, "I'll never tell you." I'd be like, "I'm. It's a book. I'm not going to tell you which one." Tuesday, Tuesday's asleep in between us, so that was her snoring. Tuesday's obes it. Um, let's see. I have some creepy Christmas slash New Year's slash winter traditions from all around the world. Are they creepy? Uh, yeah, they're scary. They're not just like lighthearted. Although our dad, shout out to the My Web Times, the newspaper of Ottawa and Streeter randomly. Mm-hmm. Dad wrote an article about like weird traditions, but ours are creepy. So there's cool. Maria Lawid. I'm probably saying Lawid. Maria Lawid. Maria. <laughs> My God, Maria's new nickname. Uh, if any of our Welsh listeners want <laughs> to verify, want to verify whether or not that's how you pronounce that, I'm a hundred percent sure it's. I not. would say Mari I Lawid. Lawid. Uh, I think Mari Lawid. I, I literally looked. It's like Mari Lawid. <laughs> I don't know. Maria Lawid. Oh man. Anyways. So, anywho'sal, this is more of a festival, and it's a group of people. They all go from house to house, and one lucky person's chosen to wear a costume, which consists of a uh, horse skull that's mounted on a pole, and then they're covered in a sheet. The group of people go um, like door to door. They ask if they can come in, but they have to sing it. Can we come in? Like that? Uh, yeah, and then the people who lift there have to be like, "No, you fucking can't." <laughs> so it's like vampires. Kind of, because they're they like, have to so- be invited. Ooh, 
It's like a rap battle. segue about like it being cold and vampires. What? 30 Days of Night is a really good movie to watch around this time because it's like cold. And it's also called 40 Days of Night. No, it's 30 Days of Night. You're thinking of 40 Days and 40 Nights, which also stars Josh fucking Hartnett. Jesus Christ, He's Josh both, Hartnett. He likes movies with numbers. He loves movies with numbers. Let's see. If the Dead Horse people won this like rap battle. So they basically go back and it's forth. It's a rap battle? Well, or, no, oh, right. They sing back and it forth. It sings. So like, and then you would have to be like... Let us fucking come in, and then... It's like that scene in Pitch Perfect where they're... A little bit. Like, battling it out, and they have to, like, say the next like, line. line. Yeah. yeah. So, who are, like, if the people who live there lose, eventually... They have the, to feed them? Yeah, they have they give them food and drink. But do you think they're really mean to them? They're like... No, I'm sure they're, like, cute about it. I don't like, know. Oh, you. They're like, oh, you. Um, this one is called... I called Don't Eat the Cookies. It's a South African tradition, and to keep kids from eating the cookies you leave out for Santa, parents would tell their kids about a little boy named Danny who ate all of Santa's cookies, pissed off Santa, um, so his grandmother uh, killed him. I don't know why the grandma killed him. Whoa. (laughs) That's intense. Grandma had some other issues. That grandma needed to get run over by a reindeer. Yo. (laughs) Yo, yo, yo. This one's just kind of weird. Um, in Norway, you're supposed to hide your brooms on Christmas I Eve. I know this one because one time in third grade. That, I believe, was fourth grade because that was also the year that you get taught how to sing Silent Night in sign language. Yeah. that was. I a- just remember all of the, like, Norway, because we got, I had Norway. Nor- so you remember. I that. wanted Sweden, but I got Norway. But I Norway's wanted, cool, too. I wanted Sweden and I got France. And oh, so France I wore, would be cool. I wore, you know, what everyone wears See? in France. What do you, I wore a... They bo- picked you for France because of your eyebrows. No. Or some Mediterranean country. I don't know. Yeah, I guess France. I don't know. So anyways, gotta hide them brooms on Christmas Eve or evil witches and spirits would steal your broom. They don't hurt you. They just take your broom. <laughs> they just take your broom. All right. So I don't know how much brooms cost in Norway for this to be such an inconvenience. But um, let's see. Iceland has the Yule Cat. The Yule Cat is an Icelandic folklore monster that is a huge and vicious cat and lives in the snowy countryside during Christmas. It eats people who haven't received Whoa. any new clothes to wear before what? Christmas. Wait, what? It, uh, so if you're wearing old clothes, it eats you? If you just haven't gotten new clothes. Um, so the threat of being eaten by the Yule Cat was most commonly used uh, by farmers who wanted their workers to finish collecting wool by Christmas Eve. If they finished hmm. their work um, in time, they were given new clothes, and those who weren't were eaten by a large-ass cat. Okay. Good, good way to go, honestly. Um, the Ukraine's like super punk rock. They decorate their Christmas trees with spider webs and spake fi- spake fighters. Fake spiders. That's cool. I want to do that. I next maybe cool. next year I'll do that. Yeah. Um it's my t- Christmas tree is black. That, so that would work Yeah, you really would have well. a really good tree for that actually. <clears throat> and we could just <clears throat> use spider webs and cr- spiders from fucking Halloween time. Them spider rings. Dem spider rings. Um so it's to honor a tale where a mythical spider wove a web around the tree of a poor family. In the morning, the webs turned into precious metals and the family was rich. Cool. The webs are supposed to symbolize prosperity for the new year. Love it. So we all know about Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet, Cubit, Donner, and Blitzen. But have you ever heard of Bifana, the Christmas witch from Italy? <laughs> Bifana. It, Bifana. I don't. I also don't know how to say her name. Beef Anna. Bifana. Bifana. You have to use Italian hands. Yeah, you guys aren't seeing, but we're doing Italian hands. So in Italian you folklore, you can see our fresh manicures. While Bifana. We do them. Morgan's is chipping. Fuck um, you. 
Pithana is. I got a- that chrome shit on my nails, oh ladies. My don't do Morgan. it. It chips. Do it. Mine are fine. You don't didn't get, get the chrome. Oh, just kidding. Sorry. Okay. It's the oh. damn chrome. Calm it looked down. really cool for one day, and then it chipped. Okay. So, Bifana is an old woman who delivers <laughs> gifts to children throughout Italy, uh, similar to Santa Claus, but this happens on Epiphany Eve, and it happens in January. Uh, good kids get candy. Bad kids get sticks. Sticks. <laughs> and, sticks yeah. is better than coal. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Uh, you can use both to make fire. You can make both. You can use both to make fire. Uh but instead of leaving out milk and cookies, you leave out a you leave out a glass of wine, which is That's so, so Italian. Italian. Oh my god, me, then so me every Italian. night because I always just never finish my glasses of wine, and they're strewn all over the apartment. Santa Claus, Italian Santa Claus, is just like, <laughs> oh, bon appetito, thank you, Margarita. Like, oh, the Montepulciano has such rich flavor. Thank you, my Margi- accent got weird. Thank there. you, Margini. Oh, the Sandrovasi, the Chianti. Chianti. The Verdicchio. So I know no, a lot of Italian wines. <laughs> weird brog. So let's get into ah, yeah. some of the scariest little uh, ditties, the little monsters we have on uh, the list. We, uh, all of them are from Germany. There's yeah. Belsnickel. He's mm. a creepy little dude covered in rags and furs. He sounds like a goblin. He looks like a goblin. Cute. I'll put, I'll put I love pictures. Oh, no, 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 no. He's disgusting looking. No, I'm sure he's cute. He's so gross. I love goblins. That was one of his main thing. <laughs> oh, oh that he's gross? Okay. That he's then like disgusting. He's um, he carries around a large stick, which he uses to threaten children. In the weeks leading up to Christmas, Belsnickel goes to kids' homes threatening bad little boys and girls that if they don't get their shit together, not only will they not get presents, but he'll beat the shit out of him with the stick. I think Damn. maybe he was Santa's like hitman or like hype man or like the like <laughs> he's like yo 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 what up kids everywhere in the earth don't be a fucking dick yeah yeah um so then there's the Krampus which we, <laughs> we all, all know, know. <clears throat> just because that movie came out last year um it's like I couldn't finish it I really liked it because of Adam Scott but it was too lighthearted yeah. and I also liked it obviously because of David Koechner but anywho's also Krampus. He's a little bit like Belsnickel, where in <clears throat> horrible things befell a child who misbehaved. Right. Only the Krampus would kidnap the Kim. The Kim. Oh my God, you're having a hard time talking today. I am having a brain aneurysm. Uh, he would kidnap the child and take them to his lair and torture them. His He also goes by Albert Fish. <laughs> oh, or the gray man. <sighs> oh, God, shut up. No. Um, he kind of looks more like Satan. I don't know why I said same like that, but uh, nowadays, Austrians have tried to make the Krampus, you know, a little more lighthearted, since, you know, scaring children seems like a bad idea in retrospect. And there's also the Perchten. How would you pronounce that in German? Where? Perch. It looks like Perchten. Oh, yeah, like Perchten. Who's like the female or gender fluid version of the Krampus, um, and you are supposed to offer them schnapps if you ever see them. Cute. Like peach schnapps? Any schnapps. Peppermint. Apple, any, probably peppermint. Have all, any mints. any puckermint? Rumple mints, rumple mints. Gross. So there's Knecht Ruprecht. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Knecht Ruprecht. Yeah, he uh, his name is like Rupert, so that's how I'm gonna refer to him. Um, Germans really want to fucking scare their kids. So um, all of these scary ass Christmas monsters are supposedly demons that help Santa. He has elves who make the... He, uh, got, uh, Santa? So Santa's, Santa is Satan. Santa, Satan, weird. They both wear red. Weird. That's what I'm saying. Weird. Um, What was I going to say? 
Oh, um, Santa outsources a lot of his jobs to other people. He so- just likes to be, like, sanitary most of the year. Apparently. Um, is that your new word? Yeah. Morgan has arthritis. Um, I do. I so found he has... out from the chiropractor that I have arthritis. No, I thought you figured. I thought you heard from the a lady on the street. She's like, She's you, like have you have arthritis. arthritis. I can tell. She's like a witch. So, um, they uh, Necht Ruprecht and the Krampus both look like Satan. Uh, but Rupert will go around asking kids if they knew how to pray. If they did, he gave them gingerbread cookies. If they didn't know how to pray, he would give them useless junk like coal and sticks. And if they were refused- Not useless. Usable, uh, stuff. I guess. It's uh, better than nothing. True. Yeah. True. Thanks, Rupert. Especially back in the day as a kid, like, sticks? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, I'll take a stick any day. But if they refused to pray altogether, he would beat them with a bag of ashes. Cool. Assault against children was totally fine in these traditions. Well, that's what they didn't want. The kids obviously wouldn't want that to happen, so that's what would happen. Except except for those one kids are super into like being beaten with bags of ashes. Right. Uh, so in Lithuania, Prussia, and Livonia, werewolves were a Christmas tradition. It's believed that on Christmas night, werewolves would run amok, breaking into people's homes and eating them. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. There is Gryla of Iceland. She's described as having three heads with three eyes on each. Cool. And then on each of the heads, she has like a blue eye, kind of like a mad eye moody situation. Cool. She also has long curved fingernails. Oh my God. Horns like a goat. She sounds gorgeous. Ears that hang long and wobble to and fro. She can tie them in a knot and she can tie them in a bow. She can throw over. Okay, I get it. Okay. Uh, But but they actually dangle past her shoulders and are attached to her nose, which just sounds like biologically like unhealthy. Uh, She also had a beard that looked like knotted yarn and her teeth looked like burnt rocks. (laughs) (laughs) It's a coal. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that coal? So in Belgium and France, they have Le Père Futard. His name literally means whipping father. He's a Christian gray of the Christmas monsters. He's into BDSM? He's super into BDSM. He was an innkeeper, a kidnapper, and a murderer. One day when he was working at his inn, three rich boys on their way to a religious boarding school stayed. Uh, Once he realized they were rich, Pierre and his wife decided to capture and murder the children by slitting their throats. Well, Yeah, while getting ready to make dead boy soup, uh, St. Nicholas, or Santa, showed up and resurrected the boys mm. because Santa has magical powers. Mm. Uh, seeing how powerful St. Nick was, Pierre was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And he joins up with St. Nick to help him whip bad boys and girls. So Santa was what? like, cool with the whipping, but like maybe don't make boy soup. Yeah, stop eating boys. Stop eating them boys. Stop eating them boys. Don't eat those boys. So some interesting uh, winter solstice facts, uh, but scary ones, obviously, because this is the Sisters Grim podcast. And we are And we are scary bitches. Scary bitches. Um, ancient cultures viewed winter solstice as a time of death and rebirth. Makes sense, because it's cold as fuck, which makes it super easy to die. Um, it usually occurs on December 21st, but due to the way Earth, the Earth wobbles, Wobble it can wop. possibly change throughout the years. I think it usually is always on the 21st. Um, day after my birthday. Way to make the 21st about you. The day after my birthday. Um, a lot of the really cool... The day after cool... my birthday. Stop. 
a lot of historical events actually happened, like it being the day after Morgan's birthday, <laughs> uh, happened during on the winter solstice. Uh, the pilgrims like, arrived at the day I was born. Are you done? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Um, My birthday. You sound like Rick Ross. That's what I'm going for. Okay. Cool. Then you're nailing it on the head. Thank you. So, the pilgrims arrived at Plymouth Rock on December 21st, 1620. Oh, fucking freezing. Yeah, it was cold. That's why they all died, because they were stupid. Um, Madame Curie discovered radium on December 21st, 1898. And Apollo 8, the first man-moon mission, happened on December 21st, 1968. And the world was supposed to end December 21st, 2012. Yes. And everyone was partying it up on my birthday, 2012. What up? Shout out. How old was I in 2012? Uh, 19. 19. Nine. Or that might have been the year I turned 20. Who cares? <laughs> um, 92 would have been the year you turned 20 because you were born in 1992. What? And that's how math works. 92 would have been the year I was born? Wait, what? Did you forget what year you were born? Maybe. Okay, let's continue. Are you Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I think the gas, we're having a gas leak in my apartment. No, I'm just in a good mood and you're not. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll try to get in a better mood. So I wrote down some things like Christmas traditions, like things in the U.S. that we accept as normal, but are actually very creepy. Uh, one being that Santa Claus literally break B&E's into your house. What? He's Richard Ramirez. He's the original Night Stalker. Um, he could, like, potentially get stuck in your chimney and die, and who no, wants... No, can't. Haven't you seen Santa Claus? The Santa Claus? Are we basing all of our knowledge off of the Santa Claus, the yeah, Tim Allen movie? Yeah, I trust Tim Allen. All right, I, I feel that. But, um, well, how do you feel about Tim Allen knowing when you're sleeping and when you're awake? I'm honestly cool with that. No, that's perverted. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of pervert watches kids when they sleep? Also, what atrocities are these children committing in well, their it's sleep. It's like the same thing as, like, God. Yeah, that's He's creepy. He's always watching, too. Fucking pervert. Um, Did someone just get a literal shot? gunshot? I think one of my Was neighbors... that a literal gunshot? Um, Pause this. Hold on one second. We need to make sure everyone's okay. So we're not sure if you guys all maybe just audibly witnessed a murder. Because there that? were two. And we, like... Tur- it sounds like... I don't know. We, like, we're literally ghost hunters when they, like, are in rooms. and so, like, it sounded like it came from outside, but we were on the 10th floor of, like, a building. See, to me, it sounded like it came from across the hall. You think? But it also, at first, I before we listened to the clip, it sounded like I only heard it the once, but, like, if you drop I something... I heard it twice. Yeah, if you drop something, why would it drop twice? If anyone has any idea, I turned up... It's gonna be... It's included. You can hear it in the clip, and I made it a little louder. So, if anyone happens to know... Because it couldn't be a car backfiring. We're 10 floors up. Feet up. I don't think it works like that. Oh, right. My apartment is definitely <laughs> not up. up. My apartment is one foot tall. We're like 50 feet up. We're very high. Morgan and I are just laying on our backs. <laughs> We're I live in a right tomb. Now. Yeah, we're pretty. Oh, we're so high, high, high above me. She's so lonely. So let's go back to. Um, so yeah, winter solstice. Um, so or are we on murders now? Almost on murders. So come on, give me the murders. Give me the murders. So Frosty the Snowman befriends a group of children. And then fucking dies and melts at the end. So those kids have to deal with that. Right. Elf on a shelf is just scary. A tiny elf wreaking havoc. I think elf on a shelf is cute. I think it's scary. 
Well, it's okay. Scary. Well, there's a little elf on the shelf out so there. So elf on a shelf wasn't a thing when we were younger, was it? It's been a thing for a really long time. It just finally came back, oh, like, okay. in a big way, for because Instagram is a thing, I think. Probably. But, um, and then... I think maybe just we should take a brief moment to talk about how dead Marvin Harry would be in the Home Alone movies. Oh yeah, with all the shit that happens to them. Like meet like Joe, Joe Pesci could have, like when he goes up the stairs, he should have broken his back and died. Yeah. You would not live from having a blowtorch to your head. Um, or having a huge full paint can hit you as hard as it can in the head and you fall down. Yeah. Head first, down like a flight of stairs. They should have been wholly incapacitated. We yeah, were watching seriously. well we were watching the second one the on Christmas Eve and I just kept saying things and Dad kept being like, Holly, stop pulling threads. <laughs> and then I would like to mention Dad hates when we talk during this. He does. And I'm like, You've seen this movie a thousand times. Right. And then I, because there's the uh, historical moment where um, Kevin asks Ew. Donald Trump for directions, and the exact quote from the movie is, Kevin, do you know where the lobby is? And then Donald Trump says, yep, right over to the right. Kevin says, thank you. Donald Trump walks away. Does not say you're welcome. <laughs> Fuck you, Donald Trump. You are Trump. pulling at strings. I know. <laughs> Jesus. Whatever. Keep going. Speaking of Jesus... He wasn't white. Anyway, so... Nor was he actually born on Christmas. No. Not at any... Nor was he maybe even a thing. Who knows? Let's not get into it. Who honestly knows? So, it wouldn't be the Sisters Grimm podcast without murder. Duh. So, we have a Christmas murder. This episode is all over the place, and I love it. It is all... Because I have ADHD. ADHD. Same Z's. And we're also both Sagittarius, so we're just kind of fucking crazy and all over the place. And actually, we're no longer in Sagittarius season. It's now Capricorn season. Yeah, the months of the Capricorn. Are you not into Capricorn? Not into the... Cool. So my Christmas murder is uh, they were brothers Williams and James Turner. They were from Belfast, Ireland. Oh, that's not Belfast, I don't know. Belfast, uh, Belfast. I think it's Belfast. Um, Christmas Eve 2014, the Turner brothers were hanging out, having some drinks, having a laugh uh, with their friend Matthew Goddard at Matthew's house. At one point, Goddard insulted one of the brothers, and they immediately turned on him, pushed him to the ground, stomped Yo. him, kicked him, punched him, uh, and Matthew just lay there helplessly. Help. Hopelessly. Hopelessly. Hopelessly devoted to you. Uh, then they took Matthew's... So they were at, like, his parents' house or, like, his actual home? They were at Matthew's house. Okay, so they are older. Yeah. Uh, I think they were of drinking age. But, like, in, in, in... I don't know what the drinking age is in Ireland. 14? Probably 18. Um, I'm sure it's young. Yeah. Well, I really don't know, actually. I'll look it up while you continue talking. Okay, cool. So they took Matthew's electric guitar and smashed it over his head so hard it broke into... Several pieces. Matthew ended up dying from his injuries, and the brothers rolled up his body in a curtain and left him at the bottom of the stairs to be found on Christmas Day by his family. Like outside or inside? Inside. I don't know how Irish homes are set up. Uh, the brothers were eventually arrested and sentenced to life in prison. 18 is the drinking age. Cool, you're right. This is. They were sentenced to, ha- to life? Yeah, in That's prison. Good. Yep. Don't kill your friend Matthew in ele- with an electric guitar. I'm like, whoa, were they twin brothers or shit? Or shit. That's like when you, we're so, if we were somewhere and someone started talking shit about our podcast. Uh, yeah. We would just start, like, hitting them with guitars. Yeah. Maybe we don't want to make ourselves 
cult, uh, we do not condone guitar murder. beating. We do not <laughs> do not go to a guitar center and beat guitars everyone. are expensive. Don't hit people with them, yeah. even though it's really metal and punk rock. It's like the most punk rock. So, uh, like I said, I found out like that really cool uh, Scott, or I found out about that really really cool and Scott Peterson should really probably not go. Cool, Scott. Did you hear that sound again? No, you didn't. Did, did, I did. Was it, maybe it's outside then. I don't know. It sounds like fucking gunshots. I'm afraid to walk to my car. Will you guys walk me out? Uh, we always do. I know. You never go down yourself. Uh, Tuesday has to go outside. That is very true. So, um, again, while I was in the cab, this um, case, which was a cold case from Skokie, Illinois, is finally which kind is of... Which pretty close to us. Um, yeah, I literally, I work basically in Skokie. Um, and it happened on my, the year of my birthday... Um, the year of 92, your... the year of my birth. You are making all of this about you. You are jealous. Not so. You made like that street that was named Holly all about yourself. I know. And you hated it. And the I fact... didn't hate it. I just didn't care. See, now you know right. how I'm saying you know it because I care. Cool. We're getting, we are shining a mirror on too much of what it's like when we argue to the outside world. <laughs> So, anywho. It's real. Any honest. This is a real podcast, people. It's been almost 40 minutes. Sisters argue. The sisters argue. That's our new off. That's our new <laughs> spin-off, spin-off podcast. podcast where it's, it's just me and Holly. Every time we start arguing, we start recording it, and then that's just the podcast. Is us getting All of the. Oh my god, that'd be so fucking funny. It would give Mike the worst anxiety ever because he hates being. No, near he us. loves it because he thinks it's so funny when we. Fight. No, he says he laughs because he doesn't know how else to respond because he hates it. But he tells me that he laughs because he thinks it's really fucking funny. Well, I don't. Well. Mike, get your story straight. <laughs> so, New Year's Day, 1992, 15-year-old David Cherick was hanging out with his friends in the evening and walking around to different locations in Skokie, Illinois. It was a very nice uh, night out, about 34 degrees. The wind was only 7 miles an hour, which is literally nothing out here. So, it was a nice night to be just walking out with your friends. They went bowling at a lo- local bowling alley. And one of his friends said that he last saw David approximately around 10 p.m. when he was walking home and he stopped at a 7-Eleven. The next morning, January 2nd, 1992, a man walking his dog around 6.30 a.m. in the Linwood Forest Preserve in Skokie found David's body. His body was lying on one side. His shoes and winter coat um, he'd been wearing the night before were missing. His wallet uh, was found five feet away from his body. His rear pant pocket had been turned out, and he had been strangled with his winter scarf, and there was blood running out of his nose and his mouth. Yikes. Zoinks. The Cook County Medical Examiner's Office determined David had died from ligature strangulation, so the Cook County Sheriff's Police Department, or CCSPD, which is what I'm going to refer to them as now because it's so much shorter. Or is it? Who knows? Uh, They did a follow-up investigation. On January 4th, Robert Saratilla, that is the main boy of this, well, no, the main boy is David. Justice for David. But Robert Saratilla, then he was 49, he called the fucking Cook County Police like sheriff's office to say that he had information regarding David's death was a hundred like which isn't totally uncommon right. and Saratella told them that he saw David get into a white car the night he went missing mm. so then on never the, good yeah uh January 6th Saratella called the CCSPD again and told him that they 
he had seen David get into a large white vehicle mm. and described the location David had been with his friends 100% accurately. Investigators believed he was doing this to see how much the police knew about David's murder. Mm. So he was like kind of keeping tabs on it. They also thought that he was trying to offer himself uh, as a witness in the case so that other, if any other witnesses came forward saying that they saw him, he would have an alibi. Right. The court document I read um, refers to Saratella as the defendant throughout the whole thing for legal purposes, but obviously because I think he 100% did it and he's been arrested for it by this point, he fucking did it and I'm going to say his name, not the defendant. Investigators were able to find out that Saratella drove a white Chrysler New Yorker at the time of David's death. Hmm. So that was another reason he like didn't want like he kept telling them like I know I have a white car but it's not me and they're like but you're what what like it's just so weird but I mean it's why are very, you bringing up the white car I mean yeah but I mean it seems like an idiot thing to do but it's actually pretty common for killers to get involved with the police oh yeah it helps them like like it, like they relive uh, it. fucking John Wayne Gacy exactly oh and my god Ed Kemper Ed Kemper too oh yeah, yeah. Um, investigators made several attempts to locate Saratella and interview him personally in his home in Park Ridge also close to Skokie uh, but once he realized that the cops were trying to find him he stayed at various homes uh, of friends in Chicago and eventually fled to California and he told his friends it was because he had such accurate information about the death of a teenager and he They'd be like, why do you have so much information, Robert? Right. People make themselves look so guilty. I know. And you'd think, I don't, well, because this guy had a long, you're going to learn, horrible molestation past. Of I don't know, I don't know anything about his childhood, but I know what he did to other people's childhoods, which was ruined them. Right. On April 1st, 1992, uh, investigators learned that Saratella had come back to Chicago and they were able to obtain an executed search warrant at his Park Ridge home. This is where we found the boy exploitation exploitation note, which is going to be heavily used in the upcoming trial. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a checklist of traits Saratella found most appealing in young boys. Ew. The note said, boy profile for exploitation, between 8 and 17 years old, um, an underachiever in school or home, Ew. comes from a home where parents were either uh, absent either physically or psychologically, usually no previous homosexual experiences, no strong moral or religious obligations, no record of previous delinquency, and suffers from poor sociological development. What? So that's very specific. Very. He, so like I said, he had a huge long history of being a creep. In June of 1991, he was arrested in LA and charged with child annoyance towards a 14-year-old boy. Child annoyance? Annoyance? Annoyance just means kind of like harassing, okay. like trying to get them to come with you, Scary. talking inappropriately, like it being, it's like a sexual thing. And it's it also like, can yeah. be molestation, but uh, it's like verbal molesting someone. Not like groping. Yeah. And he did it over the course of a whole year. He tried talking to this boy and Poor would not kid. leave him alone. Yeah. I mean, he was obviously like, um, no. And so... He went to the police, and when Saratella found out, he tried running the boy down with his car. Holy shit. Yes. He pled guilty to his misdemeanor and was sentenced to three years of probation. Are you fucking kidding? That's like, he just tried to kill a kid. A 14-year-old kid. Yeah. And the kid... Who, like, came to you, like, asking for fucking help. Exactly. And probation? That's bullshit. 
Yeah. Um, another incident happened in Chicago at the corner of Lake and Austin. Mm-hmm. Saratella approached a young man. Uh, actually, this wasn't. Well, it's an incident, but it's not like a young boy. But he um, he met a man and they started a relationship bet together. Even young. I bet. I bet. Well, He's yeah, he was a like, young man. You know. Oh yeah, he was probably like maybe he just like some guys just like look young. Oh yeah. Like Mike looks young, but he's like twenty five. Yeah. Mike is my go to comparison for anything in life, and uh, so they kind of started a relationship with one another. And Saratel admitted to the man that he had molested children in the past. Thank God this dude was forthcoming and telling you know people right. about it. February of nineteen ninety two, literally like a month after David's murder. Saratella's neighbor said that um, she saw him walk into the Boys and Girls Club of Hollywood wearing a priest collar. What? Yeah, and he would just stand in the lobby and talk to kids. Yuck. The same Boys and Girls Club also reported that in 1989, Saratella took an eight-year-old boy from the club in the morning and brought him back that afternoon. He also said that he, or they also said that he would often take kids during the day which i'm sorry boys and girls club of hollywood but maybe keep better track of your boys and girls seriously he would take them and say that they were going swimming but he was molesting them obviously so fast forward to march of 1998 chicago abc7 went to las vegas and interviewed saratella you can watch it online but um if like it's it, the I mean it takes place outside on a corner of a very busy street and it's so hard to hear so yeah. thankfully it was transcribed or you know summarized they challenged him with all of the inconsistencies he had made in prior interviews like all the different white fucking cars like what kind of white car was it Saratella right I watched the interview and you can just tell looking at him like when because he like the guy obviously interviewing him is from Chicago yeah and he's like oh you're here about the Skokie boy aren't you. Damn. And it's like, yeah, because we think you fucking killed him. And during the interview, Saratella says that he could only be judged by God and not by man. Uh, when asked what he thought, what happened to David, he said that someone had stopped David on his way uh, while he was walking home, and he got into a car which drove to the forest preserve. Saratella also says that once David was in the car, he and the supposed murderer started smoking pot together. And it's like, how the fuck would you know that unless you were in the car? What? Yeah, he said they started smoking pot, and that's when things got out of hand. Like, what? were you following them? No, it was you, you dum-dum. Don't blame Pot. Yeah, don't blame this on Pot. I love you, Pot. Pot would never kill David. Never. Pot would never kill David. So, then Saratella told ABC7 that David got into a white Cadillac. This is the third car that he said he saw David get into. Dumbass. Throughout the court document of the state of Illinois versus Robert Saratella, there is a person who's just called Witness A. Supposedly, Saratella was very forthgiving when sharing information with Witness A because he told him about the David Cherrick case. For a moment, he started talking about the murder in the first person uh, without realizing it and then had to stop himself what he re- once he realized what mm-hmm. he was doing. During the conversation, Saratella told Witness A that he had molested boys while during his 30s and he intimated that he was attracted to teenage boys but said he needed to stay away from them. Um, he also yeah. assured witness... Yeah, no, you do. Uh, he assured witness A that all of the sex he had had with the young boys was consensual. No, you dummy. Mm, no. 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 So, smash cut to June 28th, 2013. 
around 4 p.m., Saratella called David's goddamn mother and asked if her son was murdered in January of 92. He told her that police thought he was a suspect because he was the only witness and asked if Mrs. Cherick, if the police were still investigating the case. Esther Cherick, badass bitch, could tell from the start that this dude was bad news bears and wanted to know the status of the murder and she just said, he wanted to know the status rather and she said she didn't know anything that was going on. And then she called the police. Also, he told her that David got into a red Dodge. That is a fourth car. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's so stupid. So Esther called the police and told them and they confirmed, so obviously. he's been free this whole time? Yeah, he was free from 2000, oh, or shit. from 1992 until... This is 2013. Until, yeah, until oh, it's shit. coming up. So Esther, uh, like I said, she called the police. They were like, yeah, that's Saratella. He's a 100% a suspect for your son's murder. So they were be able to get a court order allowing them to record any future calls made between Esther and Saratella. Mm-hmm. He, of course, called back. Really? Uh, yeah, on the 7th, 2013, and this conversation was recorded. Saratella told Esther that he was with his Christian family and that she was on speakerphone because he had nothing to hide. Like, most people who are wearing a wire talking or, like, being tapped, tap phones are being tapped. Yeah. Um, Esther asked Saratella a lot of leading questions, like, about the murder, like, things only the murderer would know. He restated information that he'd already given, like that he'd saw David at the Forest Preserved, um, and also gave new information, like that he had seen David and they had waved. Nice. He also claimed that he saw the boy again later at the 7-Eleven, to which Esther said, how did you keep running into the same kid over and over again in the same night? Right. She told him that she had a gut feeling that he killed her son and she hung up on him. Whoa. Yep. So, in the summer of 2014, so about a year later, they were finally able to get enough evidence to arrest fucking Saratello for the murder of David, a 22-year-old cold case. Damn. The style... The style. The the trial. The trial started back in October of this year. Shit. Cook County appointed two defense attorneys to Saratella at first, but he turned them down um, and was choosing to defend himself. You know, that thing that serial killers do that never works out. But George Lauren Edidin told Saratella that that was a serious, like he is in a very serious case and that he didn't have the expertise or education to defend himself. She was like, you don't get any assistance from the court. And I cannot assist you in your case if you choose to represent yourself. Right. Saratella said he understood her point of view, but said that to see the thousand, but he wanted to see the thousands of pages of documents prosecutors are currently building against him. Maybe also a way for him to relive what he did. Hmm. That's usually why people like this are like, that's why Ted Bundy represented himself because he wanted to question his victims who'd lived, you know? Mm-hmm. But Saratella remained firmed and said that he wanted to know what this case was all about, which you'd think your lawyer would tell you about, but right. whatever. And so that trial, or that little court hearing, or whatever they're called, and um, ended, and then it was determined on November 1st whether he was still going to represent himself or not. Um, there's also this whole huge ordeal with his... He had, was wearing a leg brace at the time of his arrest, and um, he claims that the police took it from him when they arrested him and damaged it. So he filed a $5 million lawsuit against the police <laughs> and was only awarded $6,000. Um, that's a lot of money, so... I mean, it's still a lot, but it's a drop in the bucket compared to $5 million. Yeah. Uh, and it was... The court just did it 
to avoid the cost of litigation. Actually, according to Kara Smith, the chief policy advisor for uh, Sheriff Tom Dart, uh, she said that the sheriff maintains that braces could actually have been a weapon like canes and crutches. We've represented disabled detainees who need these assistive devices as well as detainees who suffered personal injuries when the assistance device was used as a weapon. So the sheriff's position is not without some merit. Right. I mean, like, hello, it's Chicago. They've seen the fugitive. There's someone with a, like, they make prosthetic body parts. Or, like, the killer does. Spoiler alert. Uh, so, what we know right now is that Saratella um, has a court date. Or has actually a court hearing, sorry, I'm rather, on January 9th of 2018. He did finally accept a public defender. So, is he in jail? He's in jail right now. Okay. You're in jail until your sentence and then right. you, you go to... Uh, prison. I almost said you go to murder. Sometimes you go to murder. Um, no trial date has been set yet. The last public words we have from Saratella at the time are, I did not kill this boy. I did not kill this boy. I did not kill this boy. Everything is circumstantial. I feel like he said it three times, like, there's no place like home. Or Bloody Mary, or Beetlejuice, or Candyman. Mm-hmm. Like, for some reason, saying it three times makes it We'll make so. it true. So, yeah, that's the story of Robert Saratella, but it's not done yet. We'll keep you all updated. Yeah, damn. It's crazy. It went that on for so long. some crazy shit, and, long. like, justice for fucking David. Justice for David. Not yet, though. I'm saying let's get some. Let's get justice for David. If there's a justice for David website... Please go to it and donate. Seriously. 10% of tithings. We should. We should do that. I'm sure there's like a victim's page. Sorry to end it on a bummer, you guys. Let's uh, talk about... Let's talk about... Christmas. It was just Christmas. Uh, Actually, I'm kind of over Christmas. New Year's is coming. 2018. Let's hope What are some of your resolutions, Holly? Oh, I don't do that. Why? Because you're so different and alternative. No, because I know I'll never do them. I literally have so many diaries that are like January 1st. 1994. Genu- and that's it. I'm going to try to moisturize my body more. You take 14 baths a day. Which is not moisturizing. You you said that you've used moisturizing products. Well, I do, but still, it dries out my skin. So Morgan's going to lotion up more, apparently, is her... Coconut oil all over all day long. Um, Tuesday t- has told me that her... Uh, her resolution is to try to get into less fights with people over the president. Like she And to eat more food. Uh, Tuesday's scared of her bull and can only eat food off the floor like a garbage monster. Anyway. So hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Sisters Grim Podcast. Go to iTunes and download and review Nice Things Only Please and rate. <laughs> and go to... On Twitter, we are... Sisters Grim Pod, Instagram where the Sisters Grim Podcast. Email us. Haven't checked it in a while, so who knows what's on there. Hopefully nothing. Just DM us. Yeah, just slide into our DMs. Honestly, slide into our Twitter DMs or our Instagram DMs. You know we love gifts. All right, so the Sisters Grim signing out. Bye bye. We love you. I love you. Ha! Ha!